Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Faster Mai and welcome to Spotlight with me, Sarah Hendy. On today's programme, we'll be finding out more about St Edmundsbury Male Voice Choir's visit to the island. Professor Catherine Loveday will tell us all about how music can affect your brain. And we have the brand new track from Penelope Isles. like to get in touch with the program you can email me through spotlight at manxradio.com tell me about any creative happenings an art exhibition you're putting on or a nice hat you knitted for your cat anything goes you can follow us on facebook twitter and subscribe to the podcast we publish each episode as part of our podcast series which you can download straight to your device and you can also subscribe via itunes spotify and google so that you don't miss a single episode Every single one will be delivered straight to your inbox and you can find out details of all of our guests and features on today's programme on the Manx Radio website where we publish the Spotlight blog. First today we speak to Ivor Thulborn of St Edmundsbury Male Voice Choir who are visiting the Isle of Man on the 6th of April to perform two concerts in collaboration with the Londu Male Voice Choir. I spoke to Ivor Thulborn, one of the original members who signed up some 30 years ago when the choir first formed. Well, I am uh, one, uh, one of two um, original members that are left. Um, I joined in 1988. Uh, my then wife uh, worked in a school in Berries Edmonds, and the choir was started by the music teacher there. And he happened to come up to me one day and said, Ivor, do you sing? And I went, yes. And he said, right. Next month, I'm starting a choir, and I haven't left. Simple as that, eh? Is, um, is singing in a choir something you'd considered beforehand? Did you do it at school or anything? Um, I, I'm very lucky. I, I, I started singing age seven in a lovely church in Cambridge called Great St. Mary's, and then I was recommended by the choir master to go to Ely Cathedral to sing, um, and I learned how to sing, and I've never stopped. That's quite an achievement. We've spoken to a lot of choirs here who are um, they're sort of community choirs. They are non-professional. Um, but it's always really interesting when you find people who are sort of worked into those groups who, who have real, um, real training and experience in the area. Well, we have an amazing mixture of singing ability in St. Emma's Remote Voice Choir. Um, one of the uh, guys on tour with us is David. David has a degree in music, specialising in singing. And we have other gentlemen on board who really haven't sung since they left school. Our musical director, Mark, is, is so talented that he can blend all that together. And I understand that um, although you're based in Bury St Edmunds, it's, uh, you, you, have, um, you have singers who are from as far afield as Ipswich, Cambridgeshire. Yes, Norfolk. yes, we have. We, I think our furthest traveller now is Colchester. Wow. Um, but we have people from Cambridgeshire, we have people from Norfolk. Um, there aren't many male voice choirs in East Anglia, so if you want to be part of one, you have to travel. There's nothing quite like the sound of a male voice choir, is there? I mean, ev- everything has its place, but there's something really beautiful about the male voice choir. Well, obviously our roots are in, in, in Welsh hymns, because male voice singing started in Wales in, in the chapels, you know, two, two, two three hundred years ago. Um, and, and we still do that. Um, and we have hymns like Rachi, Morty Christi, Clanfire, um, which are, are, are part of what we sing. However, these days, 
if you've just relied on Welsh hymns, I think the choir will be would be dead quite quite soon. Um, so we do lots of new things. Um, uh, if if you come and hear our concerts, uh, you'll hear Elbow, you'll hear Coldplay. Um, we've had arranged for us lots of Burt Bacharach songs, uh, just to try and modernise what we do and uh, and and have a wide audience uh, that it can, it can appeal to. I'm curious about how the the setup of male voice choirs work. Um, do you tend to have um, more tenors or more basses? I mean, I know in a mixed in a mixed choir, we found that uh, we're quite heavy on the altos and light on the uh, on the sopranos. Is is it similar in a male voice choir? We we usually have lots of baritones, uh, quite a few basses, and not many tenors. If you go to Wales, you have lots of tenors and not many basses. But, but last year we went to Wales and sang with uh, some choirs there, and they were they were predominantly tenors. Wowie! Well, um, uh, you you do you do tour a lot. Um, you've been to many places, and you're coming to the Isle of Man on the sixth. Uh, we're really looking forward to welcoming you. This is your first visit to the Isle of Man first as a choir. The Isle of Man, and for lots of us, including myself, uh, I mean, there's 65 in the tour party. Um, for a lot of them, it's the first time they've ever been to the Isle of Man. We're doing quite a few joint items. Um, because that, that, that's one of the things male voice choirs do. We have a common repertoire that we can call upon. Um, so that, we're looking forward to that. Londo is quite a small male voice choir. Um, we are a bit bigger. Oh, it'd be lovely to hear the blend of voices. You were you were due to be visiting Amsterdam as a choir as part of your tour, and uh, because of the uncertainty we're facing at the moment with Brexit, uh, you were advised not to not to do that and to to go somewhere else instead. And that's what brought you to the Isle of Man initially. Yes, yes, that is true. Um, we were planning to go to, to uh, the Netherlands, but um, we were advised not to travel. Um, so we we were looking for something. Uh, we, we start off our tour in Liverpool. Uh, part of the reason we chose that that's where I began my teaching career uh, just a few years ago um, and then we're heading to the Alamann I really hope that we can continue our travels in Europe uh, we have a very close connection with a choir in Germany uh, we've been to visit them about five, six times now they've come back to us five or six times um, we have a strong relationship with them it's something we would want to, we would want to continue um, and, and, and we have had some amazing times in Europe. If I can just tell you one story. Um, in 2006, we visited Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. And on the strength of that tour, we were asked to come and sing in the Estonian Festival of Choirs. Now, that is held every five years. We had to learn Estonian songs. In our section, we sang with 5,000 men. At the very end of the festival, which was over a weekend, all the choirs came on stage. 25,000 people were singing. And the audience was a quarter of a million people. Amazing. Wow. That that's incredible and yeah that's why I was so curious to ask you because um, choirs such as yours their sort of initial purpose and their you know their purpose really is to bring people together to share music and and that can happen across uh, across age across nationality um, um, faith it's music is a very uniting force so it's really lovely to hear that story about um, how you've been sharing music mm. um, you've got you've got more tours coming up as well haven't you 
we're planning to go <laughs> Brexit permitting. We are planning to go to Salzburg and Vienna next year. We still have um, some choirs we need to visit in the Netherlands. So everything is ongoing, and we 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 carry on touring as long as we can. Fantastic. Well, we can't wait until you visit us here on the Isle of Man on April the 6th. Um, so thank you very much. If people wanted to find out more about, uh, hear, hear some more of your music or find out more about the choir, um, can you can you remind us of your, your website? Uh, it's very simple. semvc.com. Lovely. Well, thank and you. And can much. I also please mention of that course. on the Friday, the 5th, we are singing in Christchurch, Laxey. Um, the connection there is that Joe, um, who is the vicar in there, um, she used to work in the Metropolitan Police with one of our choristers. The choir visit the Isle of Man on the 6th of April. More details can be found on the Londu Male Voice Choirs page. And if you'd like to go along to the concerts, the first one is at Christchurch in Laxey. And the second is at St George's Church in Douglas. The concert starts at half past seven and tickets are £6, available on the door. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Professor Catherine Loveday is our next guest today. She works at Westminster University, where her research has taken her into some very interesting areas of how music affects our brain. A neuroscientist, her interest was sparked when she had children of her own and wanted to discover exactly what kind of effect music could have on our brains as children, which would last into adulthood. Professor Catherine Loveday, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, the conversation around the impact music has on our brains and particularly children's developing brains, it's not a new one, but your research has gone beyond that to uncover the effect different genres of music have on a child's attitudes, even into adulthood. Yeah, so a lot of my research so far has looked at our memories for music and I've spent a lot of time talking to people about their memories for music and then it occurred to me as a parent with my own children it would be really interesting to have a look at what people's, you know, what I might be doing with my children and how that might be influencing them later on. So uh, for this work I teamed up with O2 who are encouraging people to embrace live music and we started to think what could we ask so we we've surveyed people and we've looked at their own listening habits now what music they listen to how often they listen to music um, and then we also asked them when they first went to live music when they were younger and also a little bit about what their parents music listening habits were what were your findings so lots of different things we we found uh, something very interesting which is that we found that those people who are most adventurous in their music listening now and who also most adventurous more generally, those people seem to have parents who are more likely to have listened to classical music or reggae music. Don't really know why that might be, but um, there's lots of different reasons. I suspect that some of it is about the diversity and the breadth of the music that they've listened to. So um, if you are somebody who will listen to classical music one minute, maybe reggae another and and maybe something like dance or hip-hop you're someone with a really really broad musical palette and I suspect that that encourages children to have a very broad musical palette and and maybe it encourages them to generally be more open to trying new things. 
And do we have a chicken and egg situation here, possibly with, um, as as you say, people who'd be more um, have more diverse musical tastes? Would that maybe be a reflection of who they are as a person and their attitude to towards um, new activities and experiences and and what they pass on to their children? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really key part of it. So if if as a parent you are open in your own approach and more open-minded about what you want to do and what you want to listen to then of course you're going to encourage that same approach in children in fact we know the same is true of food if you if you encourage children to try lots of new foods when they're very young then they have a broader palate when they get older and they're, they're more open to trying new things so I think this is an extension of that idea really and reggae music was kind of ahead of classical music even um, I know. which was is quite a surprise really because you know we hear about how Mozart affects your child's yeah. brain and can make them more intelligent what do you think the reason is for that is there a large number of people listening to reggae music is this a cultural thing I really don't know. I was really intrigued by that myself as well, and I think it's something that would be really, really interesting to follow up. It was, I think, generally it was it was more popular than I expected it to be. I, uh, you know, I thought the classical stuff and maybe pop would would be the biggest ones, but but yeah, very, very interesting. As you say about sort of exposure to diverse ranges of music, mm. pop music is what we hear when we step outside the house. It's played to yeah. us on adverts. It's on the radio. Um, whereas, yet you have to go looking for these other kinds of music. I think that's a really, really important point, and it it may it you know it it may be that people who do step outside of that typical world that we're kind of just immersed in anyway might be the ones who are more yeah more adventurous in terms of looking for things. And what did you find um, in in your research about how this affects people later in life, say into their 30s, 40s and onwards? So we found something that has been looked at uh, before, but we found it particularly marked was this fact that people, once they get beyond the age of 35, are much less open to trying new experiences. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean that there are people who don't do that, but just as a trend people were, were less likely to try new new types of music when they get older and in some ways that's not surprising I guess we we tend to um, you know we're still we're still experiencing things we're still really trying to look for things when we're younger and then as we get older we've kind of decided where our tastes are and that's it so in a sense I, I guess one of the interesting things might be whether that group continue to be open-minded is it maybe is it just the age or maybe is it something to do with the fact that nowadays we we do have so much more opportunity to listen to different types of music both recorded and and live as well so I, I'd be really interested in seeing how this changes because that group is already a bit older than than the research has shown in the past as a neuropsychologist, what's the ideal attitude towards new activities and experiences? Lack of openness could be quite a, a negative marker, really. Well, yeah, it's interesting. Openness is a personality trait and um, it's something that to some extent might be, you know, almost genetically predetermined. But I think we, we absolutely know that the brain is, we describe it as plastic. That means it's adaptable and it's flexible and it changes. And so it may be that some people are naturally a little bit less 
willing to try new things but as parents we can absolutely you know work with that we can start we can maybe encourage people in a more gentle way and I think music's a really nice way to do that so if somebody might not be very adventurous when it comes in comes to certain new experiences but but trying new music is a very gentle way to expose people to different experiences and and different cultures and different types of people um and and i think one thing that's really interesting about live music um is that it's it's a way of us doing something together of connecting and working together and and sharing the experience together and that's something that's really um, important, I think. It's something that in generations past was a really natural thing to do with music, whereas as now we don't tend to listen to music in a, in a sort of social sense in quite the same way that we might have done generations ago. So I think, and we actually, interestingly, there is some research that showed that when we're all listening to live music together, our brainwaves actually get in sync with each other. So I think it's a really good way of bonding and connecting and attachment to people as well as, of course, really good for our health. Wow, that's fascinating. It's amazing how you get a group of people together and things like that can come about. Wow. Yeah. Um, but do you do you have any thoughts on the, the age we're living in where we have access to such a huge mm. range of music and we can also, um, we take a lot of pride in our own identity mm. um, based on what music we are into and interested mm. in. Um, do you think that that can separate us and also maybe create a sense of overwhelm almost? It's overstimulation perhaps? Yeah, I I don't think it's personally I don't think it's ever possible to be sort of overwhelmed with too many different types of musical option, but I think it's very interesting how we do relate our identity to to music. And so so one of the things we found in this survey is that teenagers um become much less are much less likely to listen to their parents' music, which in a way is not going to be a surprise to anybody, but it's it's interesting to see that change. So as children we're quite happy to listen to it. And then as teenagers we we separate ourselves again. And then as adults we we don't just embrace our parents' music. It becomes actually one of our really important um things to listen to. And and um so I, I found this a lot in my research as well, that we listen to our own music, the music from our generation, but we also get very passionate about music from our parents generation and even sometimes from our grandparents generation so a lot of my work has found that before and this survey has supported that that the type of music we listen to is very much about our relationships with people dates for your diary if you're looking for something creative to do over the next couple of weeks you could head along to Grenoby Studios on the 30th of March for their spring fling featuring talented island makers and artists that's always one not to be missed also on the 23rd of this month the Isle of Man Symphony Orchestra celebrates spring with their spring concert at the Studio Theatre in Balakamine Tickets are £14 for adults, £5 for children and students. And the programme will include pieces by Mozart and Haydn. Their conductor is, of course, our very own Morris Powell of Thursday Night's A Little Light Music. 
and the show begins at 7.30 and that's on Saturday, March the 23rd at the Studio Theatre at Balakamine. Films in Peel are showing The Breadwinner, a film from 2017 on the 27th of March. And next Monday the 25th is the island premiere of Brothers of Italy, a film shot here on the Isle of Man, telling the tale of the island's internment camps during the Second World War. The premiere takes place at the Studio Theatre at Balakamine High School, and that's next Monday the 23rd of March. And if you're looking to start writing more creatively, this month uh, Roz will be leading a workshop on creating believable characters in association with the Manx Litfest Writers Group. It takes place on Broadway in Douglas and starts at 1pm this Saturday, March the 23rd. It costs £3 to attend. They'll be discussing some favourite literary characters, so do go along and join the Manx Lit Fest Writers Group this Saturday, March the 23rd, between 1 and 4pm. Tickets, of course, are £3. And finally, on the 29th of March, you can attend the private view of the Fine Art Exhibition by Graham Jockin at Mother Tees. The private view starts at 7 o'clock and runs till 9, and the exhibition will be open to the public all day during shop opening times, ongoing from Saturday the 30th of March at Mother Tees. We'll be speaking to Graham in the coming weeks, so do join us again to hear more from him about his works, inspirations and techniques. We finish up today with some music from our very own Manxies, Penelope Isles, Manx brother and sister Jack and Lily Walter are spreading their wings and taking over the world it seems. They've recently released this track, Chlorine, which I'm sure you'll be hearing an awful lot more of on our airwaves. Here they are, this is Penelope Isles with Chlorine.
And that's all we have time for this week. Thank you for joining me and do join me again next Wednesday at half past five for Spotlight. In the meantime, do check out our blog on the Manx Radio website. And also don't forget you can download this episode, many others besides, and also subscribe to the series via Google iTunes and Spotify at manxradio.com. Have a lovely creative week. Slend you. (laughs) 